can start recording now. Yeah, no, God, no, I would not. I would not do that that long. I would. Yeah, if it was, if it was more than like a five or six hour drive, I'd. It make you feel better if you start in the middle of Texas and drive for five hours. You're still in Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Tom Fuller, TNK. Thank you once again for listening to our intro. It is always a pleasure. So, uh, it has been a while, a bit of a hiatus. There have been a lot of things going on in my life here and there and abroad, as well as my friends. I'll be sure to do another update episode whenever I get the chance. But, Chris is currently not feel- feeling well. So... I'm going to be co-hosting with none other than my brother from another mother, Lawrence. Hello, hello. It's wonderful to be here. So, I know that some of you have probably heard him in the past, and he will be joining us more on these podcasts now that he's only living nine minutes away, give or take, I think. <laughs> Seven minutes. Yeah, so something like that. But we're going to be doing episodes for WandaVision. This is a little overdue, and I think Wanda, the next two episodes come out this Friday, so we'll be doing another two episodes tomorrow. Um, so we got a lot to catch up on. I just got done watching WandaVision. Chris is already caught up. Lawrence is caught up. Um, was it what you expected going in? And so, just FYI, like we'll talk about it a little bit, and then we'll give a spoiler warning before we actually start giving our spoiler review which will probably be after the five-minute mark. So just a heads up. Um, For my expectations, I think like everyone, I was surprised. They are really dedicated to the aesthetic they're going for, and I can appreciate that on an artistic level. I would agree. Uh, There's a lot of mysterious things going on in the show. Uh, You don't even have to be a a diehard Marvel or comic fan to really know what's going on. Maybe a little bit to, to catch some of the Easter eggs and clues that it's alluding to. But other than that, I mean, if you want to watch a trip of some, like a Marvel version of Westworld, even, definitely recommend watching WandaVision. It is incredible. It exceeded my expectations. Paul Bettany does an incredible job, and so does the actress for Wanda. It's it's crazy. Um, but like I said, definitely check it out. Definitely look into it. Um, we're going to be doing... To, I might just do it in one go. Uh, first 30 minutes will be episode one. Second 30 minutes will be episode two. So uh, it was crazy. Like my, I, I remember when I was first watching it with Lawrence. Well, I watched it first, but then Lawrence came over to catch up with me so we could talk about it. And you're, I just look over and you're just like, huh? Like your just dropped. Now, I'm pretty sure it was dropping a good half of the entire show. But I thought it was pretty hilarious. For me, part of it was, it was the thrill of, so for some people, they describe it as boring, but I was able to stay attentive and enjoy it because the entire time I'm looking for clues, I'm looking for hints, I'm seeing, without going into spoilers, I'm seeing things that Well, I've we can start that, going into spoilers now. Oh, Like, wonderful. yeah, if you guys, yeah, I mean, you had your warning, so. Okay. <laughs> right. So, for me, it was seeing the commercials that are references, the Hydra, I know, say, in 
um, Captain America Winter Soldier, they, there was a computerized version of a Nazi scientist, and I wonder if that's connected at all. We've seen AI before, obviously, with Vision himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for anything, everything, hints of what is the outside world, or more importantly, is this the outside world and something has changed about it? Um, I'm seeing Wanda and I'm seeing Vision, who very much, last I remember, was dead. Um, I'm wondering how he's here. I'm wondering how both of them are here. That's the, oh my gosh, what I'm saying too. Because initially, because I mean, as far as we know, this all takes place after Endgame. Like, it has to, in my mind, it, it has to take place after Endgame. I, I don't see a way that it couldn't. Like, them just keeping that under wraps and not addressing it or leaving any indications, like, whatsoever in previous things. Just. I wouldn't take this as. I thought at first maybe it would be time travel. We see multiple timelines, but I just can't imagine them going into multiple timelines right now. They've touched on it, but then they've strayed away from it, say, with things like Spider Man Far From Home. And we haven't seen any more hints if they're going to go into other timelines. Um, saying true. that means. I do think this is our world, but I don't know what part of it. Oh my fucking god! So whenever we were watching the the intro, and this is also going to be a major tie-in to the second episode because I want to try to go to first and then second. <clears throat> the very first part, Lawrence actually thought that one of the like when they were going in, it was it was very comical old fashion one of the thoughts i had was because whenever vision is at his workspace they keep talking about yeah you're processing the data faster than anybody and i was like the way you said that though like it, it did they actually recreate vision because it never gave us a clear answer to whether or not sherry was able to finish her job so if she did and maybe they're not an alternate reality or something maybe there's no mess up with wanda's powers did they capture vision and then also capture Wanda to help them help keep each other in check. And are they utilizing utilizing uh, Vision's processing power or just his abilities in general to power something Hydra related? They're like, well, we can't kill you because we need you to do this thing, but we also need someone to distract you enough to make sure that you don't realize that this is wrong. So, and I, I just thought they were interesting. They're like, yeah, well, what do we do here? Like, what's our job? And he's just, like, he's just like, oh, we're doing this, 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 and this. Like, a lot of computer science stuff. And I'm like, that's really sketch. Like, you're just doing all this without a purpose. But, like, they're making you work this much. Like, that's very, very sketchy. That's the one theory I had from the first episode. Um, and the very first one, the way that the stars are aligned, uh, it has a honeycomb structure. And the honeycomb structure, the same thing happens in the second episode fade out where there's like that 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 uh hexagon uh, but it's also a honeycomb structure it's a hexagon so then at the very end of, of the second episode there's just this weird beekeeper that comes up and i was like what what the hell how does that relate that's so weird like maybe it's glitching glitch in the system maybe it's something else but then you pointed out well what if it's hive and then i drew those two connections and my jaw dropped and i was like holy crap it could, it could be Hive. It could be Aimer Hive. Like, th- that makes so much sense. And then, again, with the Strucker thing and the watch that literally said, Hail Hydra. So it's like, maybe this is House of M related. Maybe it's not. I don't know. So, and you had another really, really good theory with it being a virtual reality simulation because it was trying to compensate for 
each person, especially at the magic show, how it was compensating for their mistakes. It is a very uh, good. So there are moments where Vision will do things at a certain speed. He'll do them at his speed, super speed. But there was a moment where he started, he was acting erratically and he started speaking so fast that no other human being would be able to keep up. But the person he was speaking to kept up and acted as if it was normal. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, even though this is simulating a sitcom, sure, we can ignore some parts of that. But for a person to have no reaction leads me to believe that that's not a real person. I don't think every person that's there is not a real person because obviously we know Wanda's real. I think, I forget her name, but that one black lady that Wanda Uh, ended up befriending seems different from the rest of the people there too. She seems to have more, you know, think for her own, like being able to think for herself type of vibe. Like even during the magic show, she was like, wait a minute, all of this doesn't make sense. I don't know why I'm really here either. Like what's going on? And then it's like, this is some type of trick for her too. So it's like, hmm, what's going on there? But it's it's all very, very fascinating. Um, and the first one, we so there's the Easter egg that everybody caught, which is Sword. Sword was pretty much teased with Nick Fury being in space with the Kree, or not the Kree, the scroll at the end of Far From Home. That symbol is the sword symbol. Uh, sword and Marvel, if I can remember, uh, uh, stands for Sentient Weapon Observation Response Division. So, Sentient Weapon, first of all, if they're, like, yeah, you know, Vision automatically can be considered a sentient weapon. He had a freaking Mind Stone imbued in him, and he's able to utilize it. But Wanda, they're just starting to go into Wanda's power. She broke Thanos' sword like it was a breadstick. He chopped through America's shield after quite a couple of blows. It broke vibranium, and then she snapped something that was sharper, stronger, and more ancient than vibranium just because this man killed her boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, so it's like... She's, she's pretty freaking powerful. Even in the comics, they don't fully divulge. But for those of you that don't know, if you are listening to this, Wanda Maxwell in the comics, after a bit of development, has enough power to literally change reality. Omega level. Beyond Omega level. Yeah, beyond Omega level completely changing people's lives. The first time it happened, uh, Pietro died, and she was so distraught that her sanity break changed reality so that he lived. But it changed a lot more than that. It made Captain America live a normal life. It made Wolverine the leader of the Avengers. Uh, I think it was uh, Reed Richards or Tony Stark never became Iron Man. Like, a lot of crazy stuff. Eventually, like, their memories were restored after... A very complex storyline. Read House of M. It's a very good read. I'm about to start reading it over again as well. But, yeah. Wanda's scary powerful. But, then at the same time, you move into the second episode. And you hear something on the radio. Which is, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Yep. And around the same time, I think it's right before the radio. A small. It's one of the first items that comes in in color. It's a helicopter that has sword, same symbol on it. But one of the things I noticed was all of the words, even though the helicopter is right in front of us, and even though we can see Wanda's hand clearly holding it, only the words on it are blurred. 
we can't read what's on this helicopter, which leads me to believe there's some hint because her reaction, she sat there for a solid two to three minutes just staring in object horror at whatever it was trying to signify. We see these glimpses where even so going back to the radio, there's a moment where I wonder if she's if she's disconnecting from whatever she's currently in. And I'm I'm of the opinion that this is a virtual reality of some kind or an augmented reality where it's normal reality held together by simulations on top of it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. And it very well could be, but yeah, no, you're you're 100% right cuz but the the thing that that kind of that doesn't really sell it for me is that at the end of the second episode the guy with the hive gear you know beekeeper suit comes up but maybe i don't i guess like you didn't catch it the first time until i pointed it out so maybe some of you missed it but the rewind that wasn't just a glitch in the system wanda caused that she looked at it in horror said no but it was a commanding no when you're as in when you're lucid dreaming and you're about to go into a nightmare and you're like oh no fuck that we're gonna rewind a little bit and modify this to make it better she waves her hand then the rewind happens so she has some type of control now maybe her powers are interfering with whatever someone could be trying to do to her which would be very interesting and that could go into the effect of what if she went undercover to try and do something for S.H.I.E.L.D. or do something for the Avengers? She got captured, has been missing in action. They finally find out where she's being held but can't get to her. Hydra's trying to control her. Her powers are manipulating their reality to instead create her own reality, and now she doesn't want out. And that would actually, that would make sense to me. So the only people I could think that would do something like that is we know the Kree are currently so if anyone remembers Captain Marvel mm. there was a moment in which she actually talks to I believe it's the supreme mind or the supreme one and that is the leader of the Kree you can create a simulation it created a simulation in her mind interesting we also know if say they took even a little bit of human technology Tony Stark at one point created an augmented reality that allowed him to realistic relive his last moments with his parents and up until he showed us that that was just an aug I guess a mix of an augmented reality we thought it was real. He thought it was real. He simulated all of his last moments with his parents and redoing them right before he left for college. It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that, say, if this were the Kree, there was a small hint in the second episode in the very beginning where there's a small statue. And I thought it was a hint at Valkyrie or a hint at an Asgardian, but I wonder if we see little bits and things that are hints at things outside of the reality that we've seen. We haven't seen anywhere else in the MCU directly. But they are hinted things in Marvel in general, the larger world of Marvel. In addition to that, whenever, so whenever you're dreaming, the more, I guess, you, have you seen Steven Universe? Yes, I have. So do you remember when he goes into his mother's room and controls reality? Mm-hmm. The people that he's closest to act more realistic than the people he just associates himself with. And eventually the universe gets too big for him to handle. So something I thought was interesting was that when they were having dinner, everything was already weird to begin with, but then the man starts choking. I have a couple of theories towards that. First and foremost, one of them being that this guy 
Maybe he's also working for whoever and is trying to help guide the questions. Maybe it was intentional to try and get them to glitch up. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he was just trying to be a good RP. But he asked, you know, oh, where are you from? How did you get married? Blah, 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 blah. And they are both like, you know, that's actually a really good question. We, um, we don't know. So then he starts choking and dying with the, with the wife doing a really creepy laugh and not doing anything about it. Like, okay, this is getting like borderline psychological horror. Um, but Vision doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything until Wanda tells him to help, almost as if he's incapable, which I thought was interesting. So it could tie into that. It could just be maybe Wanda was doing it. She's like, no, you're asking too many questions. You need to stop and let me live my utopian setup that I have going on. So maybe she was doing it. Maybe people from outside noticed that and they're like, oh, no, we're going to shut you up. Because, you know, Hail Hydra, oh, so what if you die? Two more will take your place type of deal. It can go a lot of ways, but we just we just don't have enough information. And then the whole color thing, I don't know what that's about either, but I know it's important. I know it's important, I just don't know why. Because the helicopter, only thing that was... Which, that's the other thing, too, that I noticed. The only, thing, only two things that we saw that were in color was a red helicopter... And a red bloodstain from the person she was talking to at the little conference for women. The blood was red. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, how is red symbolic? And I can't believe I'm saying this, but the only thing that comes to my mind is red skull. I don't even know how it could tie in, but I can't think of any other reason why red would be so symbolic. Now you could argue, oh, well, it's Marvel. Red is literally their brand. Okay, you could do that. But we're also looking at a series where every little thing is hinting at something. Or maybe they're just fucking with us. I don't know. (laughs) No, no. I understand what you're saying. Um, Let me see. But I think back to it. There was a moment, say, at the end of episode two, we see Wanda wave in the the color of the world. Mm -hmm. We see the world alter. We've seen, going back, we've seen her say when there's a moment that we don't like, and I'm going to go backwards from second to first, like a weirdo. You're fine. We're jumping back and forth at this point. So Her waving in the color. From there, there's a moment where when she sees the beekeeper, whatever that hints to, she says no and resets the world. Um, Before that, there's a moment where she's actually talking to someone at the gathering and they freeze up when she asks them a question that I cannot recall. Going back to that, there's a moment where episode one, towards that very, very end, she appears pregnant. Um, yeah. And I also like how none of them thought that was weird. It was just like, because they were like, oh, you don't have any rings. Makes rings. Oh, when are you going to get children? Oh, that's a good question. Ah, ha ha ha. And then it's just like, bam you're pregnant like three months pregnant not even not even a little billy was just like i wouldn't be surprised if they had kids in the third episode which is gonna be like the fuck oh my God. but then it's gonna be like do we get to see their kids like what it would have been like for them to have kids like so that's actually funny we know that they're doing so let's say the first episode was 70s 60s style the very next episode i noticed that their clothes were they appeared to be way more updated, like past those times. Um, 
if they keep going forward, say, in terms of sitcoms, we may actually see potential children, um, similar to the Brady Bunch. Interesting. Um, we know that we're stick- they're sticking to a theme, and I'm not familiar with the shows that they're actually emulating from that time, um, but that would have been the time where people came to drop off milk at your home. Mm. But let's say if we take in those times, there was a moment, say, where Wanda was trying to use her magic and it wasn't responding well. So say second episode, she's able to command color in the world. She's able to make changes more controlled. First episode, it's almost as if she makes herself pregnant. I'm not sure if that's a simulation, if that's based off of her hopes and aspirations, her fears, things like that. But ignoring that, she doesn't have as much control of her powers because when we saw her fight Thanos, she could lift things, throw things, fly. In fact, the last time we saw her struggle, I believe that had to be Age of Ultron. But she was trying to get, she was changing time, which I'll be honest, I've never seen her change the time on an object. Never. So if that's a power she has, she's exploring her powers as she's in whatever this is. You're 110% correct. And that also goes into a deeper thing of kind of, even in the first episode, when she's cooking for the family. And you also dropped your jaw. And I was surprised, too, she did it, which is weird because, like, you would think that she would have enough control, but things are just weird for her. Or, again, sitcom But she she literally takes a dead chicken. A dead chicken. Turns it into eggs. Y- yeah. Like, what? She revived. You, I think she revived you. a dead lobster. Which, yeah. seeing, when I saw her revive the dead lobster, it has me questioning and I think this is on everyone's mind. Is Vision even alive? You brought up that at one point he didn't do anything without her command. But we've seen him show independence elsewhere, which is why... Strong independence. In that moment that was odd that he didn't do anything to try to save a person. We've seen Vision try to help people. It's weird. It's very weird. And on top of that, like, but that also brings in my question, which if they do this, oh my God, Lawrence, goosebumps. Will they bring, bring Pietro back? Because I don't believe if, if she is doing this or has some type of, of consciousness or even if her subconscious is fighting back, there's, there's no way she would not bring back her brother. If this was an ideal world, she wouldn't just have vision. She would have her brother back. Absolutely. I agree with you. And if they wanted to do it, and they wanted to pull like a weird House of M or a prelude to House of M or something, even if all of this was fake, what if she came out of the reality or the, the simulation, whatever it is, goes back, everything's normal, and then Pietro just shows up and is like, hey, What happened? Or even if it was him and Vision, she has the power to create people, bring them back to life. She almost has Doctor Strange's time powers, which I would be very interested to see if she could like, find a way to mess with that. Like Obviously, they would never fight, but if something were to happen, it'd be very interesting to see the reactions between her and the stone. If we go back to what we remember from Endgame, I believe, where 
I'm sorry, Infinity War, not Ingen. Infinity War, where she was trying to destroy the Mind Stone, she had to tune her powers to the same frequency. In my heart of hearts, that led me to believe that she might be able to tune her powers to the same frequency as other stones. Mm. And if she can tune her powers to the other frequency of other stones, as she's never tried, let's say the very first time she tried to tune her powers to the Mind Stone, it was just to destroy it. If as her powers grew or she tried to do something else with them, how many stones could she channel at once? Could she even handle that? We saw the Hulk nearly destroyed using the stones altogether. And combine that, say, with her emotional state. I'm not not to say that she was, I guess, when you miss someone dearly. This is a person that she was going to marry. Part of the reason I also don't think, I think this vision might be alive or brought back to life was Vision originally gave her a ring when he asked her to marry her. So I don't think she would ever give that up. Mm -mm. But it also means me believe if she's either in control of this reality or is able to exert her powers in it, new powers we've never seen her use, and those powers are similar to the stones, what if there's a chance that whoever's in control of this only has the limited control to just guide her and keep her contained? But that itself is only temporary. Oh, shit. Shit. I didn't even think about that if they were doing that and whether it's the Avengers or AIM or Hydra, whoever it is, what if also crazy theory, what if the Avengers and AIM are working together? What if she's gotten so out of control they didn't have a choice but to resort to the people that initially did experimentation on them and had more data than they ever would have collected? What if they are in such a dire situation? That they had to rely on their enemies. Just for the fact that Wanda's really fucking something up. That actually makes me think, what happened after, after Endgame? Mm -hmm. What happened to, because as far as I can remember, I think Elektra and Pietro were the only ones that survived the experiment. Or at least they were the only ones we knew of. That doesn't mean she was the only mutant left. Interesting. And that also doesn't mean, let's say when she was by herself, she had to go on living, trying to find something or do something. Everyone tried to bring people back using the stones. It's not outside the realm of possibility that she would have tried to simulate one of the stones to maybe bring some people back, and she couldn't control it. That is something else I I really find interesting, too. Because, yeah, Far From Home was after Endgame, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. Which I, I still really hope they tackle more on this. I really want to see Peter have some PTSD. Like, I people, <laughs> like I'm sorry for just like saying that. Like, yeah, I want to see Peter freaking have his emotions run to the ground. But like, a couple of things. One, again, Peter survived a war. A war he went through so much in what was a five year gap in one fucking day. One day, he's sixteen. Lost Tony Stark and all this other shit. But on top of that, you have now a mutant in Omega, beyond Omega Love, a mutant who has lost her brother, was manipulated, experimented on, killed some people, locked up, went through the Soviet Accords, feels the guilt and weight of all of this, goes through a goddamn war, loses her husband. What happened, everybody? Lost Tony, who. Her, him and Cap essentially saved them and brought them back. I mean, technically you could say it was Hawkeye, but still, like, what happened to everybody else after Endgame? 
The how other, did how did everybody cope? The other thought that goes through, if she's been captured by another organization, let's say if we think back to the radio, we remember someone asking who did this to her. Think about, we know the very next series is going to be Winter Soldier and um, I believe Falcon. We never actually understood when Hydra indoctrinates you or hypnotizes you, what is it like from your perspective? What do you see? Because what's going through my head is if Hydra has her, what if her brainwashing makes her see this show that she's just doing whatever and following their commands? Oh, shit. We're seeing agents. So there's an agent from, I believe, Agent Carter. That's um, It was a young woman she met at a gathering who's associated with Hydra. It was Dottie. Yeah. Yep. So Dottie's associated with Hydra. If we think about how they control, say, how they control Bucky, he described it as a waking nightmare. What did he see on his side that allowed him to just keep moving as a robot? Wonder if that world looked the exact same as the one mm. that Wanda's in. Interesting. That is a very good theory. <laughs> Not gonna <laughs> lie, I don't. Um, I will say I'm probably gonna wrap it up uh, around here. Uh, just for time, I, I do have to get back to my lovely. But um, I am excited for this Friday. I am very. I really. I don't know if they're if they just start off with two episodes and they're gonna only release one. But I really hope that they keep doing two at a time. Yep. And I'm ready for Winter Soldier because I think we get that in March. Oh, that's even January, exciting. February, March. So it's not too far away. Like, but yeah. Um. Other than that, uh. You know, spread us spread the word. Uh, we're back. We're live. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please feel free to email or get in touch with us. Uh, I'm Tar- Thomas, and Lawrence, if you have any final remarks. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. This is TK uh, Tom Foolery signing off. Good night.